Cold weather is here, so stay warm with the most thoughtful sale of the year. Now through Monday, you can get $50 off the Nest Learning thermostat. It learns your schedule and the temperature you like, so it keeps you comfortable when you're home and turns itself down when you're gone, which means it can help you save energy all year long. Get it at Best Buy now and save on the Nest Learning thermostat while you still can. Now less is more cozy. Limit two. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kingdom Life with Prophetess Alendis Porter. This show is designed to feed and nourish kingdom leaders to reflect the heart of God. Listen and be blessed. Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter. And you have tuned in to the Release the Word radio network. We're so glad that you joined us again today. And we're continuing our series on our kingdom responsibility. And we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And last week we talked about love. So if you missed it, you can go back on demand and catch up with us. But today we'll be talking about the fruit of the Spirit, joy and peace, because actually those two work hand in hand. So we're going to really dig deep into that because we want to have the kind of relationships, we want to have the kind of atmosphere that God wants us to have, and that's what he wants us to have. So we're going to explore how our relationship with God brings the fruit of joy and peace in our lives. So I'm going to take a real short break And then we're going to come back and we're going to go right into the lesson. So we'll be right back in one moment. Turn on my phone without being reminded of the lie that I am alone and broken, unsuccessful. And I, I can't always talk to my friends because they've got expectations that I may or may not be living up to. I really need to rid myself of the pressure, pressure, pressure to be some. That the world has made Jesus safe from me All the pressure, pressure, pressure To be someone that you did not create Help me be me And only see Glory by you. 
All right, we're back. And thank you for those of you who are just tuning in to Kingdom Life with Apostle Alandis Porter. Um, today, just a reminder for those of you who just may just be jumping on, uh, we are talking about our kingdom responsibility. And we've been talking about it for several re- weeks now. And this particular series, we're dealing with the fruit of the Spirit. We've already dealt with love, and we're going into joy and peace. And we just want to really um, kind of really go through what that means and what that brings into our lives because when we accepted Christ into our lives and we allowed the love of God to fill our hearts, it brought joy and peace to our lives. It brought that into our situations, our relationships, and it's really really a blessing to have those attributes in our lives and to have those fruit in our lives because if we're led by that, it brings a totally different reflection. It also brings a totally different atmosphere. And so I want to read Proverbs 12 and 20 because it really defines what it looks like when we have joy and peace in our lives, but it also lets us know what's in the heart of those who don't. And Proverbs 12 and 20 says this, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. So that lets me know right then and there that if I am filled with peace, I'll have joy. And that means if I let it lead my life, if I seek out peace, I will also have joy in my life. But And, and it says that um, deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. So that means a person who does not have joy and is not filled and led by peace, they'll be deceptive. They'll hide things, and and that's not an attribute of God. God is pretty straightforward when it comes to what he means and what he says. So let's define joy. Joy defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So then your second thing may be, well, what's happiness? Happiness is a mental or emotional state of well-being defined by positive or pleasant emotions ranging from Contentment to intense joy. So just those two things alone. Uh, So when people say, I'm not happy, that would indicate that you must don't have joy either. Because it takes joy for you to experience happiness. So that's just pretty powerful in itself when we think about it. So when we come into a relationship with God, joy causes us to focus even more so on our relationship with God because the experience brings us joy, and it allows us to enjoy our relationship with him. It allows us to appreciate the things that God has brought into our lives, and what joy does is it causes us not to concentrate on our circumstances, or on our environment. It causes us to have a different expression and a different reaction. 
because when we look at it uh, biblically and we look at different situations and we look at even Jesus allowing him to be who he was in spite of everything that was going around him, how people treated him, we could look at that example alone and say, wow, how did he do X, Y, and Z? And we don't even have close to what he dealt with, and we seem to not be able to have joy. But that joy comes out of our relationship with God, and it's like an authentic happiness that comes. And it comes from us being in the presence of the Lord, relationship, realizing who God is, and knowing that he's in control of my situation now. I'm no longer trying to figure it out on my own. And what joy does, joy helps us to understand from God's perspective. It gives us the confidence and it gives us the patience to endure in the midst of what we're going through. And like I explained before, joy is not happiness because it's not based on just an emotion because we may not be um, happy about what's going on in our lives. We might be um, having some difficult situations or, or circumstances, but joy is our real hope. Joy causes us to hope. It causes us to look at the the bright sides, shall I say, of, of everything. And it's an unshakable confidence. We we can have joy in the midst of anything if you truly have joy. And I was reading a scripture one day and I, I often wondered why the Lord made reference to the oil of joy or the spirit of heaviness. And I really wanted to know why the reference was the oil of joy, why wasn't it the water of joy? And the Holy Spirit just ministered to my heart and said, because water evaporates, oil saturates. And I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. So God wants us to be saturated with joy. He wants us to be able to have that sink in and hold on and it walk with you, it be with you all the time of Nehemiah. This is chapter 8 and verse 10. And um, they were in the midst of, of, of a battle and had dealt with some things, but the Lord really began to um, speak to their hearts. And this is what he said. Then he said unto them, go your way eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for, for them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we hear that a lot of times, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But in order for the joy of the Lord to be our strength, I have to have a relationship with God, okay, with him. I have to allow him to lead and guide me and what I do. He tells us in the Psalms 
that in his presence is the fullness of joy. And that's Psalm 16 and 11. It says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So that means when we get into the presence of God and we spend time with him, talking to him, allowing him to talk to us, allowing him to heal those parts of us, allowing him to minister life to those areas that have had disappointment, that have been hurt, that have been torn and ripped. All of those things that have happened in our lives, when we spend time in his presence and are transparent before him, he begins to strengthen those places. He begins to uh, change us and fix those things within us. And that's the kind of relationship we want to have with him. We want him to lead us. We want him to guide us. He goes on to say if we move to Psalm 18, 32 and 33, and I love this particular scripture, it says, it is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. And when I when I think about that and when I look at that, um, because hinds feet are, are the feet of a deer. And I, I love the way God speaks to us in the Bible, earthly stories with a heavenly view or a heavenly vision. He puts it in terms where we will understand, looking in our world, what that would mean. And sometimes just getting a visual of what that means. So that means that the hind legs of a deer are so strong, it causes them to be able to leap very uh, distances. They, they can leap far because those back legs are strong. And that's what God is letting us know, that when we are in him, because his joy is our strength. So as he strengthens us, he's making our legs strong. He's making us strong in places where we were weak before. And even if we are weak again, his strength, we take on his strength. So that comes out of that relationship with God. And he wants us to continually be in his presence so we can see that happening in our lives. He wants us to have that confidence. He wants us to have that that hope. He wants us to take pleasure and comfort in knowing that he is our strength in the midst of that. He wants us to know that we can have a different perspective. If we're going to have the same perspective that we had before, then we wouldn't need him. There would be no need for us to even be in him. But in him, there's a difference. You'll find that the more you spend time with the Lord, the more you get in his presence, you'll find out the things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You'll find out 
you'll have a different reaction to things that used to really get under your skin. You'll find that those things don't bother you like they used to. I want to read, and then we're going to uh, move on to peace. I want to read the scripture about what I, I said about the oil of joy because it's so beautiful and it's so encouraging. It's Isaiah 61 and verse 3, and it says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That is powerful and beautiful. So it lets us know in his presence we come out beautiful even after we may have been burned in areas. He brings beauty out of those ashes. He gives us the oil of joy so we are saturated with not just joy but peace. And he does that through our praise, through us coming into worship. That's a weapon to the enemy because um, the Lord revealed one day that how our praise sounds in the spirit realm and to the enemy, it sounds like war. So they hear the battle going on, so I'll be enemy. And you should use it regularly. So when you feel like, you know, I can't do this or I can't make it through, get into praise. I promise you it will change your life. It will change your perspective. It will even change your countenance and how you look and feel about things because God will be in it because you'll be practicing his presence. And the more you get into your presence, the more you get into his presence, you'll see the changes, not just in you, but it will cause you to take that into other relationships because you are seeking peace. God gave me a quote one day um, that says, if, I'm, if, I, if love is my portion, if I'm led by love, then peace will be my portion because that's what love brings. Love is not bringing confusion. Love is not bringing a whole lot of foolishness and, and division and hatred and ugliness. But love is bringing peace. Love is bringing joy. I said in the beginning of this series that love is what connects each and every one of the fruit together. Love is the underlying foundation of it all because without love you won't be able to walk in any of the other fruit because it operates by love, which is God. So I'm going to take another short break, and then we're going to do the second half, which is peace. I hope this is blessing you, but we'll be right back.
that's your heart's desire tonight. Come on, lift your voice and sing it with us tonight. Continuing with the fruit of the Spirit, and now we're going to talk about the fruit of peace. And let's define that. Peace defined is a positive direction, and in a negative sense, positivity. Peace is a tranquil and stillness. However, in a negative sense, peace is the absence of war or violence. And these two attributes that we are talking about today, you will notice something. Uh, When a person is not experiencing joy or they don't have love on the inside, they have no joy and they have no peace. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how many material things they have, how many friends they have, inside and internally. There's no peace because there is no love. And there's no joy because there's no love. And those things are things that bring that. Love brings that into our lives. And we're going to talk about that a little bit here. Because in having peace, we are going to have to guard some things in our lives in order for that to happen. First of all, we must guard our thought life. Romans, the eighth chapter and the sixth verse says this, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So for us to allow God to transform our minds through his words in our minds. It causes us to have a different mindset. And that's what God wants. 
we have to think differently. The Bible goes on to tell us in Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the seventh and eighth verse, it, it tells us how the Lord will keep us in peace. It says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So if I am thinking on things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely, it's easy to have joy. It's easy to have peace. Because I'm thinking and filling my mind with things that are positive. I'll give a prime example. If you've ever been around a person who complains all the time, it brings you down. It makes you feel bad. It starts to take an effect because it's a very somber, it's a depressing and oppressive uh, to feel bad. Just being in that kind of environment all the time. So that's why we have to guard that. And I recommend if, if, if you've got people like that around you all the time, then you may want to remove yourself from that environment. And if you can't remove yourself, because I may get someone who says, but it's where I live, but I'm married to it, or, or whatever your situation may be, you may not be able to remove yourself, but getting into the presence of God. If you got to go in the closet and shut the doors, you got to go in the basement. You got to go in your laundry room and just be by yourself. Go in the bathroom and shut the time in his presence. And it will change your life. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 26 and 12, and when I read the scripture, it changed my whole perspective about peace. It says, Lord, thou will ordain peace for us for thou hast also wrought all our works in us. So that means God will actually speak in my situation. He can move in my situation and command peace to be there. And that's awesome. That's powerful that God can do that in my life. But I have to allow him to have free course in my life for that to happen. God wants us also to be instruments of peace. I love a a, a song by Israel in New Breed, I do believe. Um, it's on, he has a CD called Rejoice Africa. And one of the songs it says, Lord, make, make me an instrument of thy peace. And I believe that that's how God wants us to live. Because he tells us in St. Matthew 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. So we are to be those who are led by peace. And in having that peace leading us, it causes us to have peace in our situation. 
It causes us to have peace in our relationships. And he gives us a perfect model, thinking about just joy and peace and um, just in the life of a believer and how we are to live um, even in the kingdom of God. And I began to think about that, and I said, Lord, what is that? There has to be a model. There has to be a blueprint of that in Scripture. I'm sure there is. And I went over to Romans chapter 14, um, verse 16, and he gave us a gave us a perfect model of how we are to live, and it will keep joy and peace in your life. It says this: Let not then your good be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things that make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So that scripture said a whole lot that, first of all, we are to live such a life that the good that we do can't be spoken evil of or negatively of because we live in such a way we allow our our lives and our environments not to be tainted and, and become ugly by things that we've done so that people can turn around and use it against us. So that speaks to our lifestyle. The second thing, it lets us know that when we are born again and we become a part of the kingdom of God, It's on the inside of us, and it's not something that we can touch or taste, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy, and it's being led by the Spirit of God, and that brings um, peace in our lives. It brings peace in our situation, but he also tells us at the end of verse 19 that by one another, that means we are building each other up which means we're doing just the opposite of tearing each other down. So we're talking positively of others. Even if we see something that's wrong or, or, or something that, that may not be okay, we we may see someone who has fallen into sin or, you know, doing something that, that doesn't um, please the Lord. But even in that, we are to be loving. We are to be kind. We are to edify one another. You help that brother or that sister. Remember, we are supposed to be the ministers of reconciliation. So we are to be the ones that pull that brother back up, that minister to them. And if we're being led by the love of the Lord and and peace and joy have filled our lives, then we are speaking well of them. Even in the midst of that, we're comforting them. We're praying over them. We're making intercession for them in their situation, praying that God will bring them through and bring them out of what they're in. So in living um, through 
and with the attributes of joy and peace, there are some things that I just want you to keep in mind, and I'm just going to put out some reminders that, first of all, we must guard our thought life. We've got to guard our environment, be wise in our relationships, and we have to remember there's a kingdom life model. And we have to also know when we think on these things and when we allow God to govern our lives, govern our relationships, and become Lord over everything that we say and do, we have peace on the inside, and that brings joy. We have peace in our relationship with God. We are in right standing with him because we invite him in to everything. And when we begin to look at those things through God's spirit and allow the spirit of God to govern those things, we'll have like new sets of eyes. When we see people like God sees them, we wouldn't be so hateful and ugly and unkind because we would have compassion and we would have mercy. I was telling someone on yesterday, I said, when we think about who we are in the Lord and how good God has been to us and what grace and mercy he has showed us in situations, we would not be able to so easily judge others and and walk in a self-righteous attitude like we've arrived or we've just got it all together because we're two minutes from sin ourselves. If God would not um, keep us, if if the Holy Spirit keeping power was not on the inside or if we didn't pray and read our Bible and stay in consistent relationship with God, we we would be in, in, in trouble too. And we have to come the same way as that next person. We've yet got to pray. We've yet got to read our Bible. We yet have to keep in communion and, and relationship with God. Unless we would backslide too. We would fall too. And and we make mistakes. We're we're not walking in perfection, but we're seeking to be perfected every single day. So I encourage you, get in his presence. Spend that time with him and watch how differently your relationships can be. I'm going to read one last scripture, and I want to leave you with this because it really governs my life and it changed relationships with my life um, because I was going through a really tough time at my job. And my boss used to be very ugly every day for, for no good reason. And when I really began thinking about it, I was like, Lord, um, something has to change. I'm not doing anything to her. I'm not being ugly to her. I speak to her every day. And I said, so give me a scripture to, you know, meditate on, you know, even during my work day. And this was the scripture. It's Psalm 119, verse 165. And it says, 
Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That lets us know that love causes us to seek and walk in peace. So no matter what's going on around us, offenses, yes, will come. But you you choose to be offended or not. You don't even have to be affected. I love, and I don't know who said this, but it was such a truth that people give us their opinion or their observation, but we're the ones that give it meaning. And if we would take that same analogy, think about it spiritually, people may give us their observation. They may, you know, tell us what they think, and some of it may not be good, but we have the power to give that meaning. And we can decree and declare, and we can speak out of our mouths life or death. And if we are determined to speak life, liberty, and freedom over our lives, we will have that joy. We will have that peace because we're decreeing and declaring that I'm not going to be offended. Nothing is going to offend me because I have the peace of God leading me. I'm being led by peace because I'm filled with joy. Pray that these two fruit have blessed you. I I encourage you to go back to the scriptures and just read over them, let them sink in, let them rehearse them, and allow God's peace and his joy to just saturate your life. And that happens in his presence. So I encourage you to get in his presence. Use your praise as a weapon, and it will change your life. So until next time, keep living in full effect for the king. God bless you. If you were blessed by this program and would like to learn more about our products and services, connect with us on Facebook at Kingdom Advancement Global Ministries. Follow us on Twitter at KAG Ministries or visit us on the web at KAGMinistries.com. Cold weather is here. So stay warm with the most thoughtful sale of the year. Now through Monday, you can get $50 off the Nest Learning thermostat. It learns your schedule and the temperature you like, so it keeps you comfortable when you're home and turns itself down when you're gone, which means it can help you save energy all year long. Get it at Best Buy now and save on the Nest Learning thermostat while you still can. Now less is more cozy. Limit two. Cold weather is here. So stay warm with the most thoughtful sale of the year. Now through Monday, you can get $50 off the Nest Learning thermostat. It learns your schedule and the temperature you like, so it keeps you comfortable when you're home and turns itself down when you're gone, which means it can help you save energy all year long. Get it at Best Buy now and save on the Nest Learning thermostat while you still can. Now less is more cozy. Limit 2.